sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Give your throat a treat. Take a dime from the bird. Now you all know the word. Yeah, well, again, out there in uh, Birdland, it's uh, Anson Tebbets along with... Chip uh, Darmstadt. Here, a weekend edition of For the Birds. Uh, well into June now. Uh, finally got some uh, Finally got some rain. We really didn't need a little rain. We got a couple of events where it was kind of a gentle soaking rain. Um, but uh, a little bit of smoke. All that smoke they were hearing, particularly yeah. in uh, uh, New York and in, in that region. New York City was just wild this week. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard from a relative on Long Island, and yeah, they were—they didn't want to go outside. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's completely passed or not. Uh, having the rain—I don't know if that kind of that system pushed out the smoke, but yeah, the rain was certainly welcome. Yeah, uh, even had to cancel the Yankees game because it was so eerie. You know? Wow, that's yeah. a first canceled due to, due to smoke. Yeah, smoke out. I've never we have rain outs at ball games, but never smoke outs. But um, here we are. Or it's tailgate picnics. Exactly. It was like exactly. So I guess it was coming down. The smoke is coming down from some wildfires from Canada. So that's what's that's what's causing it. Um, and I'm looking around, and boys, it's certainly uh, June. It's lush, and um, a lot of birds are uh, making little baby birds. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 the height of nesting season. <clears throat> I um, I know that our local robins have already pulled off their first brood, and they're working on their second. Uh, I had a, a robin nest in a lilac right outside my house, and the young robins are running around, flying around, acting pretty clueless. <laughs> and I've and I've seen robins starting on another nest. Uh, yeah. They are busy making more birds, for sure. And occasionally we get an inquiry of uh, a, a bird falling out of its nest before it's supposed to happen. And uh, what's the what's your best advice if you do find a, a, a young bird that maybe is not fully uh, ready to fly away? What, what's the best advice? Yeah, that happens, happens a fair amount. You know, if the bird is very close to fledging, um, they're usually just just fine um sometimes you know you walk too close to a nest or something happens to disturb them and they they fledge a little prematurely but they can almost fly they can definitely run around and hop around those birds i don't worry about at all um if they're um if they fledge early or for some reason they fall out of the nest or the nest breaks up because of weather um then you know it's a little trickier uh in in most cases the parent birds are nearby they're still feeding the young even though it's fallen out of the nest so usually my concern is for predators um wild predators or house cats might come across the bird or or dog um so that's that's the worry there is that you know this this defenseless bird might get might get um, picked off by a predator so um, what I usually do is find a safe place for it either um, you know some kind of 
nook in the property where there's lots of shrubs and cover and the parent birds will be able to find the, the, um, the prematurely fledged bird, get it out of harm's way. Sometimes, um, you know, if it's, if, if you can get to the nest and, you know, and can get the bird back in there, it's, um, it's okay to do that. Um, that, you know, birds won't stop visiting the nest or, or feeding the young because of your scent. Um, the, the risk there, of course, is if you try to get the bird back in the nest and all the other birds jump out of the nest. So that, um, you know, that's a judgment call. So sometimes I, I will take a berry basket or something like that, uh, put some, uh, quote unquote, nesting material in the bottom of the, of the berry basket and get that in a shrub where there's some good cover. Um, but, you know, these parent birds are not going to abandon their young just because they're out at the nest early. So um, getting it out of harm's way is probably the, the best best thing to do. And sometimes when you do find one, they're maybe, you know, hopping around on the grass. They're sort of in, they're training to fly, right? But they're not quite mature enough. So if you can get it back into that shrub or tree, um, and they'll keep feeding them, as you mentioned, because they're still still taking care of them until they're fully ready to go, right? Exactly. Yeah. The um, you know the parents have invested a, a lot of energy in, into the, into those babies, so they're they're not going to um, just abandon them. Um, so yeah, getting them out of harm's way is key. You know, if it's a really small, defenseless baby that you know haven't, hasn't even been growing, it's it's pin feathers, it's flight feathers. Um, you know two approaches one getting it in the nest because all the all the uh, its fellow nestlings will be you know small and not you know probably not ready to jump jump ship so getting it back in the nest if you can find one um or again finding a safe place for it maybe getting it up off the ground somehow uh you know in i think my last uh my last approach might be to call a rehabber uh, a place like Vins, they take care of lots of baby birds. Um, that's the, the last resort, though, because it's really ideal, um, and I'd say necessary for <clears throat> a wild bird to be taken care of by and by wild birds. That you know they know best what to feed it. Uh, they can help it learn to become a well-adjusted baby bird out there in the world. So that's always the last resort. Is bringing it to a rehabber if there's no other recourse you know the parents aren't around there's you know just too many cats roaming the neighborhood but again i i do i don't do that unless it's you know uh, there's no other option left yeah all right uh the a uh, little bit of advice if you do find a, a bird that needs to have a little help getting to uh, maturity uh, we, we never can talk about warblers enough so we got the morning warbler and you you've been seeing the war- morning warbler yeah, I, I just got to see a few the other day, and I just think it's one of the coolest warblers. Uh, lots of warblers in the state now nesting, um, declaring their territory. Harder to see now that we have so many leaves, but uh, it's just an exciting time of year because uh, we have so many species of warbler that nest in Vermont. And the morning warbler, you know, it's, it's a unique one for the state. Um, it's not a, a bird you're just going to bump into very often. They're one of the more skulky, secretive warblers and not terribly abundant. But just 
a beautiful warbler a gray hood with a, a dark chest or bib yellow underparts um yeah, kind of a gray hooded look and, and olive on the back, yellow underneath, no wing bars, just really striking. Uh, and again, you, you have to kind of seek them out. You may stumble upon one, but if you go to their habitat, it's, it's usually second growth, brushy area, lots of brambles, usually surrounded by woods. Um, they like regenerating clear cuts or openings in the woods. Uh, that's the place out to seek out the morning warbler, often at, at higher or mid elevations um, in the state, but all over the all over the state. So if you're no matter where you are in Vermont, you might be able to see a morning warbler with some patience. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, the morning warbler is is, is happening. And you know what I saw the other day I saw yeah, um, just for a few moments as a brown thrasher. I was kind of excited. Oh nice. Yeah. Just an, that's, that's a scarce bird in Vermont now, too. They're not as common as they used to be. So, yeah, always exciting to see a brown thrasher. Yeah, we used to have one at the farm many years ago that used to nest in a little shrub every year near the cow path. But uh, um, haven't seen one at the farm too much, but I was out and traveling around, and uh, the good old brown thrasher was kind of cool. But the morning warbler is another one. Uh, lots of other birds singing. Um, maybe at some point we'll do the indigo bunting. I'm beginning to hear the indigo bunting on warm days. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, indigo bunting and morning warbler are often in the same habitat. So, uh, learning, you know, learning for any of these birds, learning the songs can really help you find the bird. With morning warbler, for example, they have a um, pretty simple songs like cheer, 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 cheer. It usually drops or changes pitch at the end. It's kind of burry sounding. But that's a bird, kind of like brown thrasher, uh, that if you you know the song, you 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 increase your odds of finding one because they're they're hard to see. Um, so you know, if you hear one, you just stay stay quiet, stay motionless, and, and look carefully. They're usually very low in the shrubs and saplings. Um, sometimes they'll they'll perch up high in an apple tree and sing away. But learning the song, yeah, for a species like morning warblers, really key to finding one. Good stuff. Well, everyone, um, enjoy your June weekend. And um, we've got to fly out here for another weekend. We'll be back next weekend. Until then, I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. For the birds. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Yeah.